I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club, really the 5.30 club here in Wiley. We are out and about for the final time in 2023, 3200 McMillan. Firehouse number four with Sean, RJ, and Bobby, 105.3 The Fan, and Choppy's already doing underwear checks out here. I mean, <laughs> this, so is a big, this is a big man out he here. He rolls in in, um, in some Christmas PJs, the, the, the plaid, the black-red plaid, and uh, I, I, mean, I, had to, I had to ask if he was, if he was wearing underwear. Under yeah. those. I hope he was. Oh, he says he is. I definitely hope. He said he was a teacher. He says he's a teacher. Teachers can't roll commando. Yeah. I don't think that's allowed. Yeah. Uh, and there's no fly. There's no button. Like, you know, usually a lot of those pajama pants have just a little button there. Yeah. I already okay. told one Tolo, and I think this is the first person in history who knew that his fly was down. Yeah. He and came he up, did nothing about it. Yeah. Well, he said these pants suck. So he knows oh. that the fly is not going up, and he still has the stones to walk around here and show them. Well, it's a must-lose. Must-lose pant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pants, you mean, is what you're talking about. Yeah, but the yeah. zipper was down. I was like, your zipper's, zipper's down, bro. He's like, yeah, these pants suck. So either the zipper, <laughs> zipper's broken or I don't know. And then I just noticed this. The Bobby Ho phones. Yeah. One for the here. plug, one for the load. Not one, but two cell phones. Is this, is this, Wait a second. Is this usual in Studio Choppy that you see? All right, so I remember when he got the new phone, he said he was keeping the old one around for some reason. Yeah. And I don't pay attention to what Bobby says, so I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah, he's got two phones for whatever reason. I, he, I, he thinks he's Kevin Gates. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. No, I honestly brought it today because I was trying to figure out. I didn't end up doing it, but I was thinking about using this for the Zoom camera so that then I could have the uh, laptop be separate. But, no, this is honestly just. But I, Kristen knows you have both. Yeah, I haven't. Like, she, she kept her other phone. I mean, it doesn't work. It's just only on Wi-Fi. But, yeah, it, I just had to charge relationships when you have two phones. Yeah, fantastic. That is fantastic. Um, all right, I'm so twice thanks. Twice as reachable. Thank you uh, to everyone who has rolled on out here early this morning. We're going to feed you a Texas Day Brazil. The truck is already out here. Uh, 5.30 to 6. Already have more people than, uh, than an Eagle broadcast all day long. <laughs> Amazing. All right, let's go inside the star as Nick Bosa this better blow up everywhere. Because if Micah Parsons said this, it would own First Fake and all the other shows. Nick Bosa, 49ers superstar on the blueprint for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I mean, you see it on tape, though. Uh, and then, obviously, we put the blueprint out there. Hopefully, the Cowboys watch the tape. Um, we made Jalen stay in the pocket and escape outside instead of those big gaps and uh, paid off. Because Jalen's looking at the rush every play. Um, 
So, yeah, you just have to be disciplined and, and not give him that quick escape route where he could get to his guys quick and it paid off. What is he saying, Bobby? I, I mean, you can see it. You you could definitely see it against San Francisco where, I, I mean, I don't know if you would have noticed it when you're watching, but when you look for it, you'll absolutely notice they kept pushing him outside. He kept having to roll outside, and then everything was sealed off. He didn't have an easy lane to run. He also, like you mentioned yesterday, he looks like he's laboring. Like, it honestly, the, the watching him run, and it, it, it's as noticeable to me, it's not as limited, but it's as noticeable to me as Dak in that year after the injury where it was like, that does not look like the same guy running the football. So what they're doing now is what a lot of teams did to Dak that year. They're going, all right, let's rush four. Let's kind of push you a certain way, keep, keep you in the well like they used to do with Aaron Rodgers, that line that Rod Marinelli used, but just rush four, drop seven, and say, beat this. Beat, beat seven guys dropped in coverage, and he was not able to do that. And that's something that he's had his struggles with. That's why Ross Tucker talked about him not seeing it really well right now and him not trusting it. You, you see a lot of double clutching, which has not been the norm for him on tape in the past. So is this flushing him out of the pocket or keeping him in the pocket to beat you? No, it's you're, you're kind of building a wall. around. It, it's similar to the line, of, like I said, that Rod Marinelli used to use about Aaron Rodgers, where he said you want to keep him in the well. Do not let him break contain. Like, don't let him get outside. You want to kind of keep around him and then make him throw from there. And that's what he's had to do, and it's, it's not worked out for him the last couple weeks. And then Nick Bosa saying, like, hopefully Dallas watched the tape. What's that about? Well, they, it, want, they want home field. If they want the number one seed, they, yeah. they need some help along the way. But what an idiot this guy is. Was he a moron? Why would you tell Jalen Hurts that you figured out his blueprint? Well, does Hurts know? I, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think he, already knew. he knows what they're all doing. Like, he, he's, he can stand there, look at it, and he knows. It's not like, oh, thanks, now, now I realize what coverage you're playing. He knows what's going on. He just can't beat it right now. Yeah. When you watch him, besides running and getting down instead of delivering the punishment, it was that Dak hesitation from the Denver game and a couple games, however long mm-hmm. you want to talk about it, of not one, two, three, out, one, two, three, four, five, out. It's... Because Ross was saying sometimes it felt like he had five seconds of protection. He still wasn't able to do anything with it. That's not seeing the field or that's not having confidence to get rid of it. Yeah, that's a, like that is the, the four-man rush right there. So, like, if you've got just the four guys and Philly's able to block that up, he does have all this time to throw, but it's just he ends up throwing the ball out of bounds. What was it? It was the, the Bills game where he started out. He threw the ball out of bounds three straight times to open the game. That's what he did. It was first down, second down, third down, had to throw the ball away. So teams have kind of figured out, all right, let's just drop seven and take away everything in the passing game. And right now we don't think that physically he's in a position to be able to burn us with his legs like he was normally. If he was 100% healthy, I don't know that this would be an effective strategy to use because he's too good athletically to be able to just contain like that. But he's clearly limited. You can see it. Darius Leonard on why he chose the Eagles over the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think it was just, you know, Dallas Philly. It was more so, you know, um, you know Nick and I were together when we was in uh, Indy. Uh, Nick was a you know, great coach, great competitor. Uh, we had a bond, you know, when we was in when we was in Indy, so we kind of just kind of just went with that. How'd you form that bond, being defensive captain over there, and him obviously working on the offensive side of the ball? Um, for one, um, you know, just competing against each other, you know, day in and day out, and then in uh, team meeting rooms on Saturdays, whenever they had to stand up, offensive coordinators had to talk. You know, we kind of joked around because he always said all right after maybe every two words and we kind of built a bond from there and then you know just just kind of kept with it from there so the Sirianni connection yeah and that's something that you know it, we had 
pretty much figured was that that was a big play there. I, I do like that essentially that's what he said. He says there, it doesn't come down to Dallas or Philly, which, and I think that's why Jerry had told us, like, it didn't even get to money. It, it wasn't something where, you know, money was going to be a factor here. It was all going to be about his comfort level, and he's clearly comfortable with Nick Sirianni. I just think it's, it's funny that he boiled down this massive decision to, well, I used to basically bully him in uh, meetings about the way he <laughs> talked, so that's why I went with Philly. We got some referee freak out and panic yesterday that took place because John fans love this stuff. I know John Hussey. Oh, he is a hussy. He's a ref. You don't have to call him names. John Hussey will be the lead referee for Sunday night. The Eagles, according to the Internet, are seven and oh when he referees, including last year's Monday night game against us and the NFC championship game in those games. The Eagles in seven games were penalized just six times compared to 21 for their opponents that's supposedly coming from nfl ref stats yeah so it's the it was worded that's not possible it was worded funny in that tweet it's the monday game and that nfc championship game those two games they were penalized six times okay whereas dallas and san francisco combined were 21 but the the and then broadus mm-hmm. later on was asked about the referees he touches on it Every week, Goose Gossam will usually tweet out some very interesting information. Brada said, John Hussey, the ref, favors the home team. So that would kind of counteract yeah. and balance the Hussey freakout. That's a, a big thing, and they are also apparently one of the things Brian had, had found in the way he researched things. They're big, and this w- would make sense why they're more you know, home team favored is they're a big false start crew. So they, they throw a lot of flags for false starts, and that – what isn't that pretty cut and dry it's not like uh is it oh. have you watched philadelphia play in the lane johnson lean back mm-hmm. like i mean it's it's but not that's not a false start according to the nfl uh, but i mean like you've got sometimes they'll throw kelsey for the little twitch other times they don't kelsey got it a couple times last week some people will throw it on lane johnson others won't and when you've got a home team environment it's more difficult for those guys on the offensive line to hear the calls. They get a little more jumpy. So naturally, yeah, I would think that, you know, so this a crew calls more false starts mm-hmm. than, than most crews in the NFL. They, they call little twitches like that and things. <laughs> I blow it away. It just seems so cut and dry, the false start. I know. You would think so. So what does Lane Johnson do? How, 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 they, they, uh, the, 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 the Chiefs guy does the same thing. Oh, oh, it's become a very common thing. Jawan Taylor does it, is yeah. who you're talking about there. I mean, a lot of guys will do it. And Zach Martin told G-Bag yesterday, he's like, look, when you watch it, if you slow things down and you watch it on tape, they do. T- he's like, they time it up pretty consistently. Are there some they get away with? Yes, but they time it up pretty well. Um, but he had said that, you know, or, or when you, we talk to people about that ruling, about why is Lane Johnson able to do it, it's apparently this really narrow technical loophole that they haven't figured out. I mean, that's Philly's whole game. It's the loopholes. It's the tush push. Oh, it's we, the, the false starts. Yes, we gave Belichick credit for that. No, we have, to, we have to give coaching credit. We do. Sure, yeah. We no, do. No, it's, it's, a, it's a way. You identified an advantage and, t- and you took it. But Duke Manyweather's explained this before. That's the thing, though, is that you can't just say, oh, it's because of this. That's why. Like, Duke has to create a two-minute video to explain to you why it's allowed. Like, that's, that should tell you just how technical it is. 877-881-1053 is the truckwreck.com text line as we go inside the star for Cowboys, Eagles, Sunday afternoon. The coverage starts right here on this station. Micah Parsons with his top five. And by the way, we're not going to have Mike McCarthy today. Mike McCarthy, not as tough as he uh, <laughs> portrayed. Uh, he is not going to be joining us at 630 this morning. So here's, here's the thing. 
if you can't you can't practice on Wednesday, you can't play on Sunday. If you can't radio on Friday, <laughs> I don't know how you're coaching an NFL game on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know how you can do that. Did you hear any more yesterday about how this is going to work? Yeah, I, I don't know yet if he'll be up in the booth or what he'll be doing. But I mean, that is everybody you talk to is like they are fully expecting he's going to be out there and that he's going to be coaching. I still think the booth makes the most sense because I, I know there's no way a doctor saying, "Yeah, sure, go out there and stand on the sideline for three hours." He's going to be on the sideline. I think Patrick Walker is exactly right. You can roll your eyes at it. I think on, on Sunday night when you're at the postgame pressers, they're going to be talking about that as a galvanizing factor. We're going to be here on Monday morning talking about the McCarthy inspiration of them saying, you can roll your eyes. I didn't. I I'm just telling you, eyes. I guarantee you, if and when they win Monday morning, they're going to be talking about doing it for coach. You're 100% right, and I feel that to my core, and that's why I, I, I <laughs> just had to take a breath for a second because it's the watermelon smash all over again. Micah with his top five MVP candidates. Lamar Jackson, five. Tyreek Hill, four. Brock Purdy, three. Jalen Hurts, one. Dak Pre- oh, excuse me, Jalen Hurts, two. Dak Prescott, one. So one through five, Dak, Hurts, Purdy, Tyreek, Lamar. And Awful list to have Jalen Hurts second. What's that? Awful list to have Jalen Hurts. Look, if, if there's ever been a case, like, you know, I know nationally they've talked about, well, Hurts is the MVP. And then Peyton had that awful take himself last week, I know. Uh, but when you look at the fact that we've had Eskin and Ross Tucker on this week who have gone out of their way yeah. to praise the Eagles forever, both of them were like, yeah, Jalen's not playing so hot. Like, he, he's not playing nearly as well as, as it looks. Okay, well, you can be off for a few weeks. Dak was – everyone act like Dak was doing this since week one. It wasn't the case. It started in week five or six. He, he had some off weeks, too. Right, but no. Like, and but we're going to have a closing stretch here where we're going to have this conversation over and over again. No, and, and I know, but Ross had even talked about it yesterday where he was like, it's been this whole year. The offense just hasn't been as crisp. He's not seeing things. He's not trusting what he's seeing the same way. It wasn't just the last couple weeks. It was something where – and I think you can see that. Like, statistically, he does – does not look like the same player physically he doesn't look like the same player he's been good I don't think he's been a needle mover at all it's just a default of we don't have a good candidate so far that's the best team in the NFL and he's the the top player on that team. I don't know how you can have Hurts ahead of Purdy at this point I, I wonder who who which quarterback sheds what I believe is the wrongful system label first him or uh, Purdy or Tua mm. well speaking of Tua Micah got screwed by the media. Bad week for the media again, but a worse week. Micah said this 10-second clip about Tua and Tyreek's connection, and it got spun. Play it, Peyton. I truly believe I could be Tyreek Hill's quarterback. Yeah. I could throw it up to Tyreek Hill. I could throw a screen pass to Debo. So that got turned into Micah doesn't think that Tua's a good quarterback. Anyone can do this. When, if you listen to the clip, in my opinion, and I know I'm the only one in the world who defended David Carr a little bit, uh, Mike is trying to say that Tyreek Hill is just so damn good and Debo is so good. Throw it as far as you can, throw a screen to Debo, and he'll run 70 yards yeah, through you people. Can't catch him. I thought it got twisted. That, that's part of it. Yeah, I think that's the main point of what he's saying. I also think uh, w- what's getting lost there is that Micah also thinks he's capable of doing anything <laughs> at a very high level. Like, Micah's the one who always keeps trying to get them to draw up plays for him in offense, and he wants to return kicks and do different things. That's, that's part Micah ego, part just super praise. And that's the thing. That gets lost. 
but like there wasn't a whole lot of talk about, well, I can throw a screen to Debo. There wasn't a lot of talk about right. Purdy there on that one. It was right. just that you focus on the Tua thing. Exactly. All right, Bobby's Philly film room is coming up at 640 this morning. Coach McCarthy going to get a little bit of extra rest. Um, so go ahead, Coach, sleep in, or go ahead and crack down with that extra work inside the facility at the Ford Center and the Star, and we will catch you next week. Bobby's film room at 640. This NFL coach had to apologize for 9-11, and is Florida State really going to boycott the bowl game? Next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On the right hash of the 24. Zappi off a play. Throws it left. Henry in the end zone. Makes the catch. Dives in. Touchdown, Patriots. Three touchdowns by number four tonight. Bailey Zappi has come to play, baby. You may have your quarterback right now for the rest of the year. Case closed. (laughs) How the mighty have fallen. Dear God. Scott Zolak with the call. You never hear that. You're 13 games in, and he goes, you may have your quarterback for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. You may have your quarterback right now for the rest of the year. Not the Sam Howe discussion that's taking place. Like, for next year, moving forward, it's for the final three games. For the final three All this old back and forth of Mac Jones and Bailey, it's not happening. You got your QB moving forward. Zappi throws three touchdowns. Pat's radio with the call. Two losses last night. Because that was a bad, bad win for New England. For draft purposes, and a horrible loss, Bobby, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who fall to 7-6. and six. The Patriots win in Pittsburgh. This is why... Uh, no Kenny Pickett, by the way. Mitch Trubisky, for those who forgot, in Pittsburgh, and couldn't get the W. Yeah, this is, uh, this is why the peripheral numbers matter. Like, this is why when you, you have a team that gets outgained every single week... When you've got a team that has such a bad negative point differential that gets beat down when they lose and barely squeaks by when they win, those things generally even out over time. And you start seeing things like losing back-to-back to the Cardinals and the Patriots. Because not that that's where Pittsburgh is, but you do start to see that regression to the mean. Pittsburgh, in all likelihood, is more – they're not a 7-6 and six football team. They're probably closer to – I don't know. What do you want to say, Chop? Four and nine, something like that. That's probably Maybe. closer to the type of team they are. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's possible. They, I mean, look, they they're also play, they were playing with a backup, uh, and they don't have they don't have a quarterback to begin with. You know, uh, I don't think many people are buying, you know, believing in Kenny Pickett. 
you know, those things, especially when you have something like that where um, now they got blown out in a couple games, and that's, that, that hurts their, their point differential, but they don't really win games big either. They're just a bad team. There's a reason that, that total was at 30. Mike Speak. Tomlin's a magician, though. The fact that he gets them where they are every year with the type of team that they have. Speaking of the Pats, uh, Bill Belichick is supposed to be the guest picker on college game day. How about that? <laughs> I'm stunned they got him to do that. I am stunned they got him to do He's that. He's going to have to go on job interviews. He's got to up his brand a little bit, or man. In, or in media. Yeah. Can you imagine if Belichick went in the media. Oh, my God. Could there be... Anything more unbelievable as a fit than that? You know, but Rick Carlisle. It, he, he does get a little like when we've heard Carlisle him do, was in media. Yeah, we've yeah. we've heard him do interviews like and and when he does that Boston interview every week, like he's he's still deadpan, but he's funny. Like he no. says funny stuff. You don't think so? He I do. said two things this year. He said a Taylor Swift thing, and I can't remember exactly what they are. Uh, he said a Taylor Swift thing, and he'll give some commentary like on those NFL Network documentaries. But otherwise, uh, people are talking about prices. The price tag for Belichick has started to come out. Yep, it appears according to the Athletic. If you want Bill Belichick, which I think we all agreed a couple weeks ago when we started hearing, "Hey, nothing's happening to Belichick. He's got this contract." That was posturing. Like you're trying to create a value of if you want him, you need to come get him. And this is obviously a leak too. Yeah. This is probably higher priced than you know. It, it's being reported as higher than what it actually is. 100%. And that's the word, is that it would take a first-round pick to get Bill Belichick, if that's what you wanted. So, Washington Commanders, if you want Bill Belichick, you may have to give up a top-10 pick to make it happen, which I can't. What? Well, I mean, if they're going to pick in the top-10, potentially, then that's what they'd have to do. Well, yeah, but, they are. But they're not. I, mean, I can't imagine they would give that up. I mean, you, that, that's been the buzz, has been that Josh Harris is enamored with the idea of Bill Belichick. I just, I still look at it and I go, he is an all-time great. You can't take any of that away. I would never ding him for that. He's one of the best coaches of all time, if not the best coach of all time. But he is so particular about the Patriot way and the Belichick way and doing it his way and building rosters his way that I think anywhere he went in, he's not just there to push it over the top. He's there to tear it down a little bit to build it back the way he wants. I, I, look, I, I, I can't imagine giving up a, a top 10 pick. No way. For a, a coach in his 70s. Someone stupid might do it. I mean, it is Washington, but I don't know what Josh Harris is like. Snyder may have considered it. I don't know. But there's just no way. And, and if I'm Bill, there's zero chance I go work for Dave Tepper. There, I, I would – I don't know what coach would dare take that. I know there's only 32 why? of them. Why do, you, why do you put him in a horrible owner category already? I mean, he's got – he's had seven coaches in four years. That's pretty bad. Like, the, the guy – it's not that he's a bad owner. It's just that he has – exhibited absolutely nope. zero patience. I had heard I'd be interested if he would really be interested in Belichick anyway because I had heard from somebody who who's very much in the know in Carolina that Tepper was insistent despite everybody else being interested in guys like Steve Wilkes and, and guys like that that could come back and coach. Tepper was insistent that nope, I want an offensive head coach, offensive head coach, offensive head coach. And that was a big driving point to him last year. I can't imagine that would have just changed overnight. Yeah, I mean and like you know, Bill, I think, is just is more than a just a defensive head coach. I mean, he's way more than that. Um, I mean, th- he could, if he wanted to, he could probably be a great offensive coach too. He's just that smart. But uh-uh. and now the story of the day yesterday: Bills coach Sean McDermott. How did this get out? So this was a 2019 training camp talk with the Bills, and he brought up 9/11 to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. Uh, 
Go Long reported this, told players in a speech to come together and use the terrorists on 9-11 as an example, asking players in the room questions about how the attacks were executed and referencing the hijackers getting on the same page. So he's basically saying, hey, look at this cohesion. Look look at this togetherness. Look at how in sync the terrorists were in order to pull this off. This is how we need to be. Yeah, and this came from Ty Dunn, who he has been on the Bills beat for eight years now. He's been there. He knows that team really, really well. Um, He had written for the Buffalo News, and then he went on to Bleacher Report and became a features writer. Like, this is his specialty is these long-form features and things like that. So now he's gone over here. It's like basically a paywall that where he he just writes Uh, independently. He he, he writes independently, and and this is his specialty is to go out there and and create these sort of, you know, big-picture stories. And, man, I was – when, when this story came out yesterday, I, like, I texted you guys, and I was like, he's a, a total moron. I can't believe anybody would do this. But I was stunned. I was like, there's no chance, right? This is going to be – we're going to find out that they have the story wrong or they're going to deny. I was stunned that two hours later, Sean McDermott's sitting at a podium going, I'm so sorry for the, the statements I made. You were stunned? Yeah, because I thought – I didn't think there was any way they'd acknowledge it. I think they – I was Oh, you had that, to. Like, I thought they would just – they'd acknowledge but I thought they'd say, like, no, it never happened, but, which NFL teams do a lot. Yeah. Whenever these things happen, they go, no proof. We're, we're saying didn't happen. So I was really surprised they came right out and did it. But, man, Sean McDermott is just – he was already in some trouble with, with the coaching decisions he's made, not just this year, but the last several years. This is – I, I was stunned when I read this yesterday. Yeah, this is one of those things. It's like, okay, is he like, is he technically right that they were had to be organized <laughs> to pull that atrocity off? Y- yeah, like, cool, congrats, man. Like, y'all were organized. Like, that's awesome. Right. But this is like, this is more the, this isn't the end of the world. It's not a fireable offense, but it's like, right. This speaks to a, a filter or a, an idiocy that you at you have. Or it's like you're capable of that. Like that's somewhere in your brain. So I can't totally trust you. That's the way I have you. I agree. It's not fireable. I'm not getting ready to tell you. I get it. You I could get, yeah. technically argue uh, his point, but it shows judgment. This is all it does. Because there, like, there are people who use, like, example. You can use an example of, like, Kim Jong-un or Adolf Hitler right. uh, as a, you know, to, to talk leadership. Right. <laughs> say it in no microphone. Right? <laughs> say it. Do, do that. Like, right? You know, yeah. yeah. You, as we always say in commercial breaks yeah. to everyone in the station. Yeah. Say, say that into the mic. <laughs> there Go are ahead. things you could be technically right on that it's just like, oh, man, I wouldn't go there. This is, this is, what, this is what Bill Maher got fired for at ABC years ago was when he had his show. Was he got up there, and they were talking about, oh, the cowardly terrorists. And he's like, well, you can't say they're cowardly. That does take guts to go and do that, but they're not cowardly. And that got him fired. And so the, there were some reports yesterday. I saw one uh, writer, Tim Graham, I believe, who's a big-time Bills reporter, had said there are a lot of people yesterday in Buffalo who were like, we've moved past this as an organization. This is something that was an a internal issue. We talked about it, moved past it. And he said that people were laughing about it yesterday. Like, <laughs> they're catching up to this now. We had forgotten this was even a thing. I, I think it's easier to just pretend like you're dismissive of it because it is such a bad look. Here's Sean McDermott immediately going to the podium after this thing broke. The team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, my intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, 
but a day, but a day that I lost a good family friend. I lost a friend too. So McDermott adding that in there. That's McDermott saying a day that I lost a friend. So there's the story in the NFL yesterday. Uh, and we're getting the uh, we're getting the firehouse. Are we getting a fire going? I'm looking up here. That's that thing. I mean that that thing gives all the information. Oh, it's an alarm system test. Look at wee, that. The wee. temperature is 64 degrees. Winds are south at 17 miles per hour. Very impressive. Yeah, I mean this is the, this zero is six thirty hours. It said. There the, you go. This is the cribs of uh, firehouses that we've been to so far. This is a <laughs> really nice firehouse. I, I like it a lot. But did, did you see the the, the monument, the nine eleven memorial over there? Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Those they, stones down on the ground. They, that got they little, have. They got a little piece of uh, of of one of the towers. Um, over there, it's 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 like kind of it hits you. It's like, bam, right there, it pops. And then someone who is not necessarily apologizing is Dallas Cowboy topic Jamal Adams. <laughs> Jamal Adams <laughs> just does not care. No, like that's a, that's what we're learning here because he got pressed by this. Uh, Seattle reporters got in there were like, "Hey, this was kind of a big deal." Uh, what you had said the other day. And he just went on this rant. Where Did he not- went and found, you know, a, a, a Jets reporter who covered him, said yikes towards a video clip of Ferguson scoring on him. Jamal went and found his girlfriend and said yikes and posted a picture on her. Then another reporter chimed in and said Jamal has never been a good dude. And Jamal responded back, oh, look, here comes Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I mean, it's objectively funny. That is funny. Objectively funny, so no doubt. When you, so the Seattle reporters were in there yesterday, and this was his entire media availability, basically, was them asking him questions about this. And the most brutal, blistering quote here was they were talking to him about, hey, the writer was commenting on a football play. Is it fair to go personal? And Jamal Adams says, I'm not here to say if it's fair or not, but I'm also here to say at the end of the day, it was personal. It's been personal with him, and I, ever since I've been with the Jets and way before since my rookie year. He jumped down a little bit. He says, it was just the end of it. I knew this only thing right here that I was going to tweet was going to hurt him. Anything else I would have said, it wouldn't have hurt him. But he got my point, and he knows not to continue to mess with me. So this is somebody who just, <laughs> Jamal Adams was like, well, look, I think my point's been made, and if he wants to continue to push it, I'll, I'll continue to level it up a little bit more. But for Jamal Adams to say, it's not the, man, it was the heat of the moment thing, blah, blah, blah. For him to go, I wanted to hurt him. I, yeah. I, I wanted yeah. him to really feel it personally. <laughs> He's, uh, I love it. <laughs> man, the, the, the stars, the shine has fallen on him, like big time. Like it's been a complete plummet. And complete. The, the, the best part yesterday was all the gifs, all the gifts, whatever you want to call it, GIFs. of him getting locked out of the Jets facility where he can't get in. That's the best. Like that, that, that's, his, that's his everlasting mark on the National Football League is that they changed the code on him. <laughs> Could you imagine if the Cowboys would have traded for him? Dude, they wanted to. No, no, and everybody here wanted him to. I know. we would me and we, Sean, we, we didn't want that. Hey, look, he's a North Texas guy, but if they would have traded for him, I'm sure we would have been – brutal in some assessments of him during his time here in Dallas. I just oh, I, I, uh, I, imagine him going back and forth. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That that would be we you. haven't really gotten into a true back and forth in our 12 years with any athlete or coach in the Metroplex on social media. No, we haven't. So right? uh, no, that's, we have. No, you're right. We haven't. Well, that's good. We've been, we've been blocked. I, I was- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. But by C.J. Wilson. Yeah. Uh, you've been blocked. Um... Dead? Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock. Fat ass. Loser. <laughs> Piece of crap. Garbage. Stephen uh, A. nailed that. Uh, Broadus was blocked by Dez Dalton didn't block Schultz. me. Dez blocked no, Troy. He blocked Troy. That's yeah. right. Trayvon Diggs blocked me at the uh, in January. But that was not my fault. Somebody snitch tagged and made it look like I was talking about, about Diggs. And I did. Snitch so. tag. All right. Let's, uh, we got high-low. Listen to the buzz. Yeah. It's like we're at a bar. It is. It really is. Listen it's to the cool. amount of freaking Tolos who have we're, shown up here in Wiley. 3,200 McMillan brought to you by C4. Texas Day Brazil is about to serve out uh, the, I mean, Amazing. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing place. It really is. It really is an amazing meal. I still can't believe that they do it uh, as much as they do. And, of course, we have the Tolo giveaways, brand-new fan beanies, and Bobby Belt's Eagles film room to get you set for Sunday night next on Sean and RJ. Holy crap, we got blitzed. Dude. Blitzed. Absolutely. It's a madhouse out here with all the Tolos, the best radio audience on the station and in the city uh, showing up 5.30 till 6.45. The beanies, the, the, the beanies are gone. Uh-oh. Uh, we, we had a ton of beanies, uh, and they are already gone here with the Wiley Firehouse Tour 3200 McMillan uh, brought to you by C4 Texas Day Brazil. But we're about to start feeding you, so you can smell the Texas Day Brazil in the air. I'm Sean Shreve alongside RJ Choppy and our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt. Where do I start? We got the uh, Plano East baseball coach coming out with these sweet fitted hats. New hats, man. I had well, I, now I don't look like a raging alcoholic wearing my Jim Beam hat that I was wearing before. Uh-huh. I mean, still so now good. I look like a you know Coach Red brought these sweet Plano East hats, um, and I have Mario saying, "Fellow girl dad from Lavon. I've never heard of Lavon, Texas." And he said, "Fellow they got girl, a good lake there. Fellow girl dad, you're gonna need this." Ooh. And he got the tequila. He got the tequila. Oh, look at that. He's dealing with three women in his house. So shout out Mario for that. Are we allowed to break into it at Crosstalk? Uh, I might need it for Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no alcohol in the station. They need to take that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's being serious. I know. I can't tell with that mustache. (laughs) It masks the emotion. (laughs) It masks the emotion. And then... Uh, you know, I don't know whether to take this as a gift or an insult. Oh, it's a gift. It's real chili. Yeah. That is. Well, that well, see, that's an insult. Jason and Jeanette uh, brought hot, ready-to-eat chili out here. Where's Jason and Jeanette? 
Let's go Perfect. ahead. Uh, let's let's get him on a microphone here. And this is apparently award-winning chili. It smells great. And uh, it looks different. I heard Bobby telling uh, the other Tolos that I put zucchini and mushrooms in mine the other day. People were uh, disgusted, uh, no doubt about it. And then we have these two that have come out. Jason, hop on the microphone here real quick. Oh, man. You you compete in competitions? I do. Okay. We got them on? We got them on, Ruben? Yeah. Yeah. We're up. We're good. All right. So tell me about this chili, how you make this. Uh, Basically, it's just, you know, standard um, hamburger meat, but with a bunch of different types of chili powders. Um, we, start, we started off with just browning the meat and then add in the sauces and the chili powders and stuff, but you do it over over several batches um, as far as the seasoning go. You do it one every 30 minutes and the last one with 10 minutes to go. See, there's a dumping. See, there's, there's, a, there's multiple dumps got a dump. of the chili. Yeah, there's I love, a, season, I love a dump. season one dump, yeah. and then a couple hours later, you apparently do another season two dump. Uh, and 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 you do three dumps. We do three. Three. I love dumps. a day with three dumps. Yeah. Well, after this, you might need it. Uh, <laughs> and and what is this one? Um, I have been in roughly fifteen cookoffs, and I have finished outside the top three one time. Wow! Now, Chop, are you going to sample this right now? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundo P is the kid. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Eat, I have to eat onions here. Sarah, we have a big in the, in the Choppy Men household. There is a huge. She hates onions, so we get salsa. She did, she, we have to go find places without onions in the salsa, or onions anywhere. No it's onions. Possible to find. No it's onions. Possible. This is the onion. The onion capital of the world. Yeah. Up until the 1960s, and like then it was New York or something. But this is the onion capital of the world. We're still going to give it to. Wiley. All right. So you don't use actual like chilies. You're nope. using spices or mushrooms, right? Okay. You don't, you don't put Just mushrooms. In? Oh, thank you. What do you think of uh, my zucchini mushroom chili? It's stew. It's stew. It's it's stupid. Stew. stew. Oh, stew. It's stew. It's stupid, but it's stew. It's stew. Hey, you. <laughs> I thought he said it's stupid. It's stew. You know. Um, okay. All right. I'm not gonna say nothing back uh, because my wife is gonna absolutely love this. She does not like my chili. Uh, so here we go with the sample from Bobby and Choppy with Jason and Jeanette bringing it out here. How'd you get it warm? Would you make it this morning? Having the crock pot. Uh, basically, I, I cooked it last night and then just heat, reheated it for you this morning. All right, Roberto, what That's do you think? That's very good. That's where, good. Where oh, it's got some kick. Where it's are we at with the spice, spice level? What do, you, what do you put in it? For me, it's a medium. For her, it's a hot. Okay. Chop? It's amazing how fat I am. I mean, I just am just putting all kinds of stuff in here. What have you put in? Everything. Whatever they get, the, the cheese, the onions, the... Oh, Fritos. I didn't even notice this. <laughs> He's got Fritos. Yeah. Saltines. I put it in the saltines. Cheese. Everything in it. Well, I would like you to try it before the damn segment well, ends. Well, you know what? Good Sitting food, here, like stalling out. Good things come to those who wait. Already doing a chili Shan. segment. We're supposed to be talking about the Eagles. All right, here we go. And you got the, your di- the nine are overrated. different condiments out here. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah. Great. Good? You can already tell? Uh, great. All right. There's That's your, great. There's your review from RJ Toppy. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Jason Thank and you. Jeanette showing me what real chili looks like. And Terlingua. Is where this is where the chili festival is that Pittman told me meet church. Yeah. She's like, our goal is to get there. I'm like, what is this? Some like crazy process? You have to get accepted? Like it's like getting into a fraternity. She wow. says it is. They got a screen. Make ter- sure somebody doesn't bring uh, mushrooms in there. You have to win a section of it, and no filler is allowed to get into the Terlingua official chili contest. So thank you to Jason and Jeanette. Anyone else I'm missing? We got tequila. We got hats. We got chili. 
Uh, not give us, but we did get uh, Eric, who said he listens to us every day on the way into uh, his ride into school. So we got a lot of young Tolos out here. And then Alex also came from Rowlett. He's, uh, he, uh, Peyton and I met him at the Stars game last year, or earlier this year. And so he's a big, strong Tolo. All right, we're going to do a uh, Cowboys-Eagles high-low coming up at 720. Let's get to the rest of Bobby's film room for the Eagles and the tape study. Of course, he does the podcast Love of the Star with Brian Broaddus. Offense or defense first? And this will be a troll-free segment. I'm going to give you just my direct evaluation of the Philadelphia well, the Eagles. The only side of the ball that matters. Okay, offense it is. All right, so <laughs> the the biggest issue right now for the Eagles is exactly what Nick Bosa had talked about that they're doing right now. Jalen Hurts is so – when I say so limited, I don't want to make it sound like he's Aaron Rodgers out there hopping around on one leg. He He's not that. But it's limited in the same way that we used to view Dak as limited – with his physical ability around 21 when he came back from that injury, where it's like he's playing well and he, he's, he still has a lot of things that are positive, but you can tell it's just different and it's not quite what it was. Uh, and that's Jalen Hurts' biggest issue right now. So you've got most of these teams right now are just rushing for, keeping him kind of contained, not letting him break out of the pocket, and they're forcing him to say, hey, you need to throw to beat us. A lot of teams are trying to push him to get him to roll out to his right, and he has not been able to respond to that with the seven drop. That was the big thing in 21. You brought up the Denver game earlier. That Denver game where they just brought the pressure, dropped seven, kind of did mix-match stuff, that became a, a kryptonite for Dak the rest of the season where people wondered, are they going to be able to respond to this? Are they going to be able to move past it? Those questions have obviously passed at this point, but it took a good end of the next year. I think, before we felt like they had finally found a response for teams playing them that way. So this is not going to be a quick overnight fix. Like Bosa, we we talked about Bosa's putting it out there and saying our blueprint. You don't have to say that. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles know how teams are playing them right now. And they can see it, and they can see that they're struggling with it. There's just not an easy response to it, especially if he's going to be physically limited. One of the things that's going to be really big in this game. I think they've had a hard time running the ball. Yes. They're not running it like they're used to. DeAndre Swift had been so good for them early in the season. He has not played nearly as well in the second half of the year so far. The offensive line, which has consistently been one of the best in the NFL and is still a really good offensive line, they've struggled lately. And and it's been the run blocking has not always been great, other than obviously the tush push. But the, the run blocking has not been great for them. Their pass protection... Even though they're seeing four rushers, they're giving up some pressure pretty consistently. So the offensive line is down right now. DeAndre Swift not playing as well as he was earlier in the year. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that's where they can still really kill you. Those two right there can cover over a lot of sins with this offense. So what did Deron Bland do? Did you go back and watch the first game? Or you I went back and watched Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Francisco. Who was Deron well, Bland defending in the Eagle game? And Because I'm worried. I'm worried that Deron Bland is not going to be targeted. Is this going to be Devontae? Is this going to be AJ? Is this going to be split up? More frequently on Devontae Smith. Uh, and Brian and I were talking about this last night. Brian is more concerned about Bland on AJ Brown. That, that would be who he'd, he'd have more concerns Why? with. Because just the, the size, the physicality that he plays with. I mean, you talk about body size, build type like that. DK. Not the athlete. It's the DK big-bodied receiver who can kind of fight past it. Now, Devontae Smith had a, a big touchdown on Deron Bland in the last game, but that was Jalen Hurts. Just The coverage was good. He dropped it in a bucket 40 yards down the field. But that's where they have the most susceptibility. I'm certain that what – Philadelphia's looking at is what did Washington see with Bland? What did Seattle see with Bland? Why did they want to pick on those guys? And that they're going to try and respond with that. I have a really, really difficult time seeing Philadelphia stopping Dallas in this game. 
they cannot cover right now. Now, they're typically, they like to show some Now, we've said that before. That Mm -hmm. was your game plan going into San Fran, and it felt like the Cowboys didn't take the shots that you wanted them to. Well, now we know that Mike McCarthy's like, here, Dak, here's Mm -hmm. the keys, and I'm not worried about them not throwing enough or challenging a secondary. Because if you look at the first game, I mean, Cooks had one catch. Yeah, they, they've gotten Cooks going now. Ferguson is playing better. They What their biggest issue is, I know Yak was the big thing against San Francisco. It was the catch and run. They had 212 yards after the catch in that game. Their biggest thing this year, they are. I think they've given up the third most air yards in the NFL this year. The wow. average depth of target against Philadelphia's secondary is the third worst in the NFL this year. They cannot cover. Their, their corners are leaking. They're, whoever they've run in the nickel this year, whether it's been uh, since Avante Maddox went down, whether it's been Josh Job for a snap, they try and kick Slay in there, whatever they do, they have not been able to cover guys in the slot. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how they scheme it up. There's two players that the biggest thing that Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and Brian Schottenheimer need to be scheming up this week, they need to be getting one-on-one reps, scheme up somehow to get in one-on-one coverage, Nicholas Morrow, the linebacker, he cannot move. I mean, I thought he was hurt watching tape. Like, I mean, that's, he, he, he's, he's not a bad, he's, he's not a bad, like, low IQ player or anything like that. He just can't move right now. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just he's poor athleticism, he's banged up what, but every game I watched, he can't move. And so if you can get him singled up on somebody, do something the way Seattle got Tyler Lockett on Rashawn Evans 40 yards down the field. Scheme things up, get him in coverage. And then Reed Blankenship, the one guy on that team who gets credit for being a physical defensive back, a guy who will hit. He'll hit, but he's not going to cover. If you can get him lined up in coverage somehow, whether that's against Ferguson, against a back, whatever else, those two guys right there, you need to make sure that you scheme up and get into coverage. Because right now, Dallas's best strength is the passing game. Philadelphia absolutely cannot defend the pass. Right now, Philly is last in the NFL in third down conversion rate allowed. Teams are converting 50% against them. Wow. Dang. I mean, look, Seattle had issues um, with, with defensively. Uh, and, and that showed later in the game. You know, early on, they had, they had gotten some sizes. Cowboys to put 41 up. I feel, I feel really – I'm more optimistic than I've been at any point that Seattle has an opportunity to beat Philadelphia next week. Just knowing what Philadelphia did to Dallas the secondary, Receivers. they can do that same thing to Philly. Philly Ooh. is very depleted right now in the secondary. Bobby Belt's film room. Did you finish your meal off? You Not quite. Almost. What's your review? How uh, is it? This, is, this is amazing. It's fantastic. It's spicy, too. It's not, not too spicy. Yeah. But there's enough kick there. I mean, I'm going to need a tissue at some point to wipe my nose. Oh, for the nose. Oh, okay. For okay. the nose, yeah. I am going to cry after watch, after eating this, too. Okay. Yeah, well, this is bringing me to tears. That hot? It's, no, no, no. In a good way. It's like the taste. Oh, bringing the I am tears. not a taste guy. You know, I'm a food as fuel. This is straight protein in the morning. All the pros, all the team. Um, but this is fantastic. Thanks to Jason and Jeanette uh, bringing out the chili. We got the tequila. We got candy canes being passed out. And get ready for Texas Day Brazil. Stop on out of here, y'all. It's our last firehouse tour of the year in Wiley, 3200 McMillan Road with the morning show. And KMC is going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings today. Where was that? Where was that location and city? Do we remember where it is? I do not. Oh, for four. Timmy, where's (laughs) KMC today? Buffalo Wild Wings. Where? Oh, man. Oh, for five. <laughs> oh, uh, for he sent an email about it, but I usually delete.
Oh, man. There we go. We'll tell you Bedford. where. Bedford. Bedford. Ruben. 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 Whatever your name is. All right. Around the re- Look at Big Dog Choppy now. Look at Big Dog. All right. Around the rest of the NFL, Choppy says it's an all-time bad NFL weekend. Is Florida State going to skip the bowl game and the Stars win a wild one against Washington and Ovechkin? That's all next. Followed by Cowboys-Eagles high-low. May need some Tolos to play with us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 